Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Job Talk, the podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not set at the water cooler. Hey, Liz. Hey, Kat. It's just us today, and we are recording this while we are still quarantined, and we're excited to talk about a topic of reverse management, otherwise known as managing up. Uh, We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about how to work with a manager, how to talk to your manager, how to excel when your manager isn't very good at managing. Yeah, it's a, you know, in my world, it's been a a topic of lots of conversations lately of people who are working at getting on the same page with their managers, Mm -hmm. especially when most of them are all of a sudden working from home. Mm -hmm. Managing up is not easy. So we put together this show with hopes of making it a little bit easier. That's the goal here. That's the goal. I I remember back in the day when I had a manager and Mm -hmm. wasn't my own manager. And I used to have this whole phobia around like bothering them. Like, oh, I don't want to see them or clutter their inbox with my questions or I don't need to copy them on that. And I would like purposefully not to try to quote unquote save them. And Mm -hmm. let's not analyze me too much on that. But I was so protective of their time and so afraid of coming across as like needy or like, look at me, look at me. I Mm -hmm. did this thing Mm -hmm. that I didn't cover my butt and I didn't keep them informed. And sometimes even like let them be out to dry because they didn't know what I was doing. And that Mm -hmm. was no good. I can see your your reasoning there, right? Especially mm-hmm. as a junior person, you're trying to be low maintenance and not be a burden, right? Mm-hmm. But as your career progresses, the old communication, you know, becomes more and more important. And also the covering your butt aspect, right? It's it's like rule number one. Mm-hmm. You want to communicate and it's okay to even over communicate sometimes as long as you're communicating. Right. And the CC is just that, right? It's right. Your carbon copy. There's a copy of it on your desk if you should mm-hmm. choose to look at it. It's just an FYI. And I, mm-hmm. I learned that the hard way by not telling my boss about something I had done. And then when they were asked about it, they had no clue. Right. Oops. Right. So, so yeah, I think one of the things about managing up is step into from your manager's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And the more we can keep them informed of what we're challenged with, what we're doing, the, the more confident they're going to be in situations where they might be surprised, right? Totally. And I mean, I will say as someone who manages people now, when I don't know what my people are doing, I'll ask questions. And if I don't get, if I'm not getting from them what I expect, I ask more questions and I ask for data. And I mean, mm-hmm. I pay my people hourly. So if I paid you for 10 hours of work and I didn't see you doing anything, all of a sudden I'm feeling quite uncomfortable. Right. And so if they're producing work or if they're updating me, I don't have to go ask for those things. And If I see their good work happening, I'm far less likely to ask questions. So Mm -hmm. the point of the information is clarity and is so that they know what you're doing. When Mm -hmm. my team gives me a thing like, hey, I interviewed 10 people this week and I reached out to 40. Cool. And here's the list of 40 people. Awesome. Because if the client asks me, what'd your team do this week? I now, oh, we took 40 people Mm -hmm. for that role and we've screened 10 and I sent along three. Oh, all of a sudden, all the butts in the line are covered and everybody's happy. 
Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. Your manager's job is to oversee your work. And if they don't know what you're doing, that's going to cause some unnecessary stress for you down the road, right? (laughs) Because there's going to be more questions as opposed to less questions. Um, So a manager needs to to know what you're doing. And so if they're asked, they can answer, you know, accurately. And they're more likely to inform upper management about the people whose work and productivity they know versus the ones that they don't. So that's key too, right? If you manage up well, upper management is going to hear about your work more than if you're not managing up well. So visibility is important in your career. Totally. And assuming you have a decent manager and we know there are bad managers out there, take that Mm -hmm. off the table for a sec. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like if my manager's manager comes up to me and is like, hey, what's going on on the team? And I just got Kat's awesome report. I'd be like, oh yeah, we are busy, busy. Look what Kat just sent me. Yeah, right. And now Kat's looking good to the manager's manager, whereas the person who sits next to Kat, let's call him Billy. Billy hasn't sent the manager anything he's done in three weeks. Manager's not talking about Billy because he has no idea what Billy's up to. And he's just hoping his manager or her manager doesn't catch catch them and say, what? so how's Billy doing? Uh, mm-hmm. Billy? I don't know. Billy's on Facebook. So Kat right. made herself look good by saying, here's my work, boss. Share away. And then I said, you know, Liz showed me the most interesting way to rearrange the client data the other day. Check this out. Oh, fantastic. Now, if I had figured that out myself, never showed my boss, then my boss doesn't know how awesome I am and cannot Mm -hmm. share it appropriately. Again, your job is to make sure your manager is empowered with good information about you. And you know what? I'll say if you screw up, they also need to know that too because they may be covering for you, helping you fix it. And it's the same rules apply. Transparency is really Mm -hmm. what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. But we're trying to keep it positive. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So one of the ways that I think it can be helpful to manage up is to really look at your week And, you know, some people do this, have one time where you review the week ahead. Some people do it on Friday afternoon. Uh, Some people do it on Sunday. Some people do it on Monday morning. It doesn't, it doesn't matter when you do it, but Mm -hmm. if you carve out time to look at your calendar for the week ahead and think about what your goals are based on what you know is expected of you, one of the ways that you can check in with your manager on Monday is say, hey, happy Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. This is what I'm focused on this week. Mm-hmm. You know, let me know if you want me to focus on something else. But if I don't hear from you, I'm just going to proceed, right? Yeah. But, but this is just kind of a quick touch base. And then, you know, at the end of the week, then you can follow up with, hey, this is what I did. And communication is, is the most important thing because deadlines can change. Mm-hmm. Stuff happens, right? But it's important to communicate, hey, I know I said I was going to have this done by today, but on Wednesday, this happened. So that pushed me back a couple of days and it's still on my radar and it's in process, but it's probably going to be Tuesday morning now. Just want to let you know. Yep. And then they know and they can respond to that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also, I like what you said about this is what I've got going on or, mm-hmm. and it can even be a one email if you, you know, me and my inbox clutter. So Friday afternoon before I leave, Hey, manager, this week I did X, Y, Z, and Q. 
Yeah. Next week, I, my plan is to have this done by Tuesday, this done by Thursday. These are my priorities. This is the long-term project I'm working on, mm-hmm. et cetera. If you see anything or anything's different, let me know. And manager could say, actually, I just got out of this meeting. We're taking that project and shelving it. I want you to work here. Mm-hmm. And so now there's that dialogue that we're talking about. And we know. And by you being proactive as the employee managing mm-hmm. up, you've alerted your manager, oh my goodness, I need to, I need to let Liz know about the change in this project. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think one of the biggest things for me is I'm, you know, when I work with people who are, especially people who are new managers, mm-hmm. the importance of doing this, I think sometimes I get resistance because they think that I'm giving them more work. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I'm actually, I'm actually trying to encourage them to communicate more effectively. So they're going to build credibility and trust with their manager more quickly. And and it's so much easier to start with credibility than to omit information or forget to share information that, you know, you do enough of that and then there becomes trust issues. That becomes a whole other issue when you could avoid that by managing Mm -hmm. up more effectively. hundred percent. This is a subject I'm very passionate about because it's one little tweak that can really impact your career. Absolutely. And there's also the opportunity to keep them reminded of like long-term projects that you're working Mm -hmm. on, you know, like, and how you prioritize and how you think and how you work. They get so much information about you from those things. So they know Mm -hmm. you better and they know when you have some time or when you don't. It's a great opportunity in one of those emails to say, hey, I'm a little light this week. If you have an extra project, you know, this, I think this is only going to take me 25 hours out of my 40 hour week. So mm-hmm. happy to take on more, or I, I, this is a lot for me. And, you know, I don't know that I'm going to get to everything because this is going to take me like 50 hours and mm-hmm. I only work 40. So those kinds of communications flow when you don't have that open line of communication and the hard discussions and the, these discussions get a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you never mention the long-term projects that you may be kind of slowly working on or, you know, working toward your timeline, mm-hmm. it, it's important to mention them periodically because what you don't want is your manager to think, oh, she or he has just forgotten about the project completely. Or, or, or I need to, I need to micromanage her or him because I don't think it's on their radar. Right. right? There's just, there's so many reasons to, uh, to, to go at it from that. I like, this is, you know, I like your approach. This is what I did last week. This is what I'm doing next week. And also here's some status updates on these long-term projects. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, Hey, we didn't get a lot of movement this week, but it's still on my radar and yeah. I I've got time carved out next week. So we'll catch up. Right. And sometimes also if a long-term project is more of like a career goal for yourself, bosses forget about it, but they mm-hmm. should know, Oh wait, I wanted Kat spending a couple hours a week on that long-term project. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. She is, and she's on it. And oh yeah, I forgot Kat was working on that also. That's going to be so great when she's done with it. Whatever. Right. Just, we don't all remember th- everything that's going on all the time. You know, that's yeah. what this is all for. And again, if your boss chooses not to read it, you still sent it. You're not at fault at that point. Right. Because you have a paper trail that you have communicated something. Uh-huh. Bingo. So they knew that I had no capability. They knew I was overwhelmed or they knew I was working on the project or they knew I got this done. Whether or not they chose to open the email is not up to me. 
And and that's different. So Kat, talk to me about the difference here with like these kinds of emails and this kind of communication versus one-on-one manager meetings, like meetings with your manager, one-on-ones. I think one of the most important thing for a manager or leader to do and or leader um, <laughs> is is to meet with your staff on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I I cannot underscore the importance of that more seriously because when you don't meet with your staff, you are missing an opportunity to really build trust, build a stronger relationship, and also to clarify any questions you might have from that report. Yep. Right. So it's a, a one-on-one is is an incredibly important tool. As a manager, you want to make sure you're doing, but as an employee, you also want to, you know, come at it prepared. And having that little note that you're sending out weekly, all you'll have to do is print that out or have it with you. And that's the basis of, you know, of what you're going to talk about in that, in that meeting. Unless, of course, your manager has another agenda. But, you know, knowing what your current workload is is really important and being able to share that. And like, and I hear in my head, I hear the manager. I'm like, but I have 25 direct reports. And if I did one-on-ones every week, that's over mm-hmm. half my week. 25 direct reports, I would question. Me because too. I don't think that people can, I don't think that people can manage 25 direct reports uh, adequately. No. So, you know, if I was, if I was working with that company, I would recommend another layer in mm-hmm. and, you know, promoting someone who's ready to take on some of those reports. Mm-hmm. And that way you still get all the information you need, but there's actually time to appropriately manage people. Mm-hmm. And I would add into there with so many communication tools and a good communicative manager who's using Slack and checking in on people, you know, with a quick Slack or an email mm-hmm. or something and having the expectation that everyone on their team sends these little status reports. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. have to be fancy. They don't have to. It's bullet points, people. It's bullet points. Mm-hmm. But that person actually doesn't need as many one-on-ones because they already know what people are doing and they don't have to go through the bullet points because it's already in the email. And mm-hmm. so then those one-on-ones could be maybe every two weeks or even every three weeks. And is a true career mentorship, check-in, yes. progress mm-hmm. report, project discussion, direction of the company, coaching, all the goodness. So much more powerful than just doing a status report. Right. Cat comes to my office and, okay, Cat, well, how, how's this project? It's good. Great. What's the next project? That's mm-hmm. lame. And it's a mm-hmm. bad use of your time together. Mm-hmm. Instead, if I say, Cat, how are you feeling about things? How are things mm-hmm. going? What's the stretch project that you could see yourself mm-hmm. doing? What's been really exciting for you lately? What's been a real challenge? How can I help you with that? Yeah. Is there, right. is, is there something else I can be doing to support you? What else would you like to see? you know, that's the ideal situation. Right. Yes. And that's what we're going for. Mm -hmm. But those one-on-ones become more impactful. They they can happen less often. Mm -hmm. And they're more about what face-to-face communication is really about. Yep. Ah, at its finest. (laughs) So we're talking ideal world with rainbows and unicorns. Mm -hmm. Kat, what about when your manager is like that one-on-one canceller? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I work with folks who have had this challenge uh, periodically. I I think that many managers who are in the role, many of them have not been trained in how to be a manager. So if you're one of those managers, start educating yourself. Read some books. 
Uh, I love Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, but there are so many good management books out there. Listen to our Scott Lockmiller uh, episode, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How to Manage by Scott. There's your book. (laughs) There you go. But I think that uh, if a manager consistently cancels, it's it's really up to and it's a bummer because it's extra it's extra work for the employee but it mm-hmm. is it's more important even that the employee communicates up and manages up so that you know doing that weekly report is key mm-hmm. even if it, it doesn't have to be a book Mm-mm. it can just be bullet points and quick you know you can do it in a half an hour yeah but i think you try to reschedule Always try to reschedule. I mean, I I gave advice to someone this week, you know, hey, since we weren't able to meet at our scheduled one-on-one last week, I just want to fill you in on, you know, what I did last week. And then also these are, this is what I'm working on this week. And this, this is a particular challenge that I'd really like to talk to you about. So could we do a one-on-one? Oh, Kat, is that a paper trail I hear? (laughs) Why, yes. Yes, it is. You know, it's also constructively communicating through challenges. And that's the kind of employee that you want to be. A hundred percent. But it's also if they say, Kat, you're not doing your job. And she's like, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. And here's the proof. Yep. I also just a like life hack. You could take time at the end of your week to reflect on your week, plan for the next week, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you can do it as you go and always have an email yeah. open in your drafts and be adding to, to your it. bullet points mm-hmm. so that that end of the week email takes 10 minutes. Yeah, I love that. That's really good advice from Liz Bronson. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. (laughs) And since we're recording this while we're quarantined, like Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about managing up while working remotely because it's different, but it's Mm -hmm. not different, but it is, but it's not. You don't have that FaceTime of every time your manager passes your cube on the way to the bathroom, they see you busting your butt. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They can assume, but they don't see you. So it is different. So talk to me, Kat, about your thoughts around managing up remotely, especially maybe if the person, if the manager isn't the greatest. It does feel more natural when your manager comes and initiates these conversations. Okay. Let's, let's just call that out right there. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about, you know, the real world and sometimes that doesn't happen. And when you're remote, you want to be available, right? So most companies have some form of messaging that, uh, you know, is other than email, whether it's Slack or Skype or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or an internal system, right? So you want to make sure that you are available when you say you will be available. We've talked mm-hmm. about this before. We've talked about blocking mm-hmm. time out on your calendar. If, you know, if you need to pick up the kids from school at four o'clock every day. In my dreams. <laughs> That would be expected, right? That yeah. you know, they would know, okay, I can reach her. I can reach Liz at, at quarter to five if I need to have one last conversation with her at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about really communicating what you're doing and, and being available and making sure that you communicate your availability if that availability is going to be different than normally. 100%. Absolutely. It's all about, again, managing up and making sure they have the information they need when they need it. And I would say in these crazy times where a lot of people are working at home for the first time, it is a time for transparency of telling your manager what you're dealing with at home. I have a sick parent at home. I have Mm -hmm. two young children at home. Maybe they know that. Maybe they don't. I have Mm -hmm. two young children at home and my spouse is a nurse. I'm alone. 
I'm doing my best, but it's chaos over here. Mm-hmm. If a manager's not understanding during this time about that, that's a whole separate episode. Mm-hmm. But if they have no idea that your spouse is a nurse working in the ER and that you've got an elderly parent and two young children, their expectations may be different because they mm-hmm. don't know. And so it's a time to inform uh, when you're working when you're working remote, you need to inform them of your remote situation and your plan to get your work done. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Let's talk about the power of the CC. We alluded to it before, but let's, Kat, when do I use the CC? You want to use it to show what you're doing, what you're asked to do, and what you've done. Keep it simple. Oh my gosh, yes. Like Jim from sales asked you to run a quick report. You respond with a, here you go, Jim. Please let me know what you need. And you copy your manager. In your weekly recap, it's ran report for Jim. But why do you CC your manager on that report for Jim? Numerous reasons. One, when Jim goes to the boss complimenting your work, your boss can be like, oh, yeah, report was great, wasn't it? Instead of feeling like, "Uh, yeah, report, yeah, uh, I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that that was helpful for you. So that CC makes your boss look good with Jim while also showing that you're a go-to. It makes you look good that Jim just comes to you and you run it and Jim's Mm -hmm. happy. But it's also that FYI. Mm -hmm. And so I would say in your brain, when you say, should I CC my boss? Would my boss appreciate an FYI? Mm -hmm. And if you're in doubt... That's something that you can bring to those one-on-ones. Hey, I just want to check in. Am I, you know, am I CCing you too much? I'm trying to keep you in the loop, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be overburdening you. Hey, can can I get a temperature read from you? Right. Yes. Just, as a manager, I would love an employee to, to ask me that. Do you like the CC, bossy boss? Yeah. yeah. Yes. No. Great. Maybe some bosses hate the CC. Wouldn't that be good to know? Right. Exactly. And and you're not going to know unless you ask. But, you know, basically the CC keeps your boss informed. It gives them information on your work. It keeps you aligned. And the more aligned you are, the, the easier it, it all is, right? The easier the for work sure. is. For Use it sure. for visibility, especially when working remotely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if the CC isn't your company culture, you know, there are shared sites and sheets and, you know, mm-hmm. adapt it to your company culture. Mm-hmm. And ask. I love what mm-hmm. you said. Like, ask mm-hmm. the boss, what do you, what is your expectation when someone comes to me with work? You can always ask and get that clarity. Absolutely. So I think that's a that's great advice. All right, I got one. So what about when you're complimented? Like, what do you do with that? Like, it feels so awkward to CC your boss. Like, thanks, Kat, for saying I'm awesome. Well, if you don't want to CC your boss, you can always just do a forward afterwards and say FYI. And mm-hmm. I learned this you know, when I was junior in my career, I learned the power of the CC for managing up, right? Because Mm -hmm. I did get a lot of compliments and I did share them, but also, you know, recruiting is interesting, right? (laughs) How how many times, Liz, have you pursued a hiring manager and offered to be there for them and and then they don't respond to you, right? Because they're busy and it's not their top priority. Then you might, you might say an email like, okay, listen, I'm here when you're ready to work, but I've got, Mm -hmm. you know, I've got five other active recs that I'm actively working on. And and as soon as you need help, let me know. Mm -hmm. Or when you want to respond to this, let me know. But having that CC there is so important because in my experience, Mm -hmm. hiring managers will 
throw the recruiter under the bus if they haven't met their metrics yet instead of taking responsibility for not responding. So that's an important thing to be able to trace. I, I became very adept at filing the appropriate emails with each rec, right? Because if I needed to, if I needed to quickly access an email, I could. Yes. And stuff rolls in a certain direction. And yep. so stuff. When, when, when you're the person that could get blamed, I love that email. Like, Hey, okay. I haven't heard from you. So I'm going to assume that this isn't a priority right now. I am happy to get back going on this when you're ready. CC boss. So that when that person comes to your boss and cat hasn't filled my job yet, or cat mm-hmm, hasn't mm-hmm. done this for me yet. Boss can be like, I got cats back. Cat mm-hmm. sent you a note and said, you're not responding. Mm-hmm. I'm here when you need me. You mm-hmm. never responded. That's not my person. That's yours. Yep. Yep. Oh, all of a sudden cat is totally free. I also want to just throw it out there that if you are sending someone a compliment and send them often and send them sincerely, and I'm all for compliments all the time, just copy the person's boss so that that the person doesn't have to sit there and be like, oh, this feels so Mm -hmm. gross. Thank you, CC boss. Uh." Um, Mm -hmm. So please, when you're complimenting someone, CC their boss so that they see it. Mm -hmm. That's just good, clean awesomeness. But it's okay to CC your boss because think of it as doing your boss a favor when it comes to performance review time mm-hmm. and they have the cat file and it's filled with compliments and they mm-hmm. know cats awesome without having to think about it. You're welcome. <laughs> right. Again, managing up, you know, try to make it easy for your manager because, you know, you have vision into what you have vision on, on their work, but they probably are managing all sorts of things that you're not aware of. So <laughs> the capacity, you know, managers don't have it easy, right? So no. as an employee, the easier you can make it for them, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not writing back like, thanks. Hey, boss, see how awesome I am. It's just an FYI. Mm-hmm. So it's it's quiet. It's just there. So let's let's switch gears a little bit in talking about like working your way off of the performance review, especially with a boss that doesn't you think isn't managing you well. So managing up when you're not a golden child, when mm-hmm. you're trying to change perception, that is so difficult. And right. it's going to depend on the personality of the person you're trying to change. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so much better to build credibility early and not to have to have to deal with a performance improvement plan, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're there, this is where you really want to be over communicating and mm-hmm. explaining, you know, explaining what you did. You want to cross your T's, dot your I's, mm-hmm. and uh, and then say, hey, you know, it, it's a good opportunity at the end of the at the end of the email to say, hey open to feedback here if there's any, you know, if there's anything you want me to be doing differently. So, you know, the the people that are open to feedback and are curious with feedback Mm -hmm. are the people that tend to get themselves off the PIP plans. Mm -hmm. I also think the people who clarify everything, I've I've never been on a PIP, but when I Mm -hmm. write them, I make sure that they're really measurable. Mm -hmm. And if I was receiving one, I would want to make sure I understood everything that was expected of me. And if I wasn't sure, I would ask questions, infer nothing, especially with one of those managers that's not a good communicator. Mm -hmm. 
in writing, I'm saying that bullet point email that we were talking about earlier becomes a lot more critical. And you're clarifying everything and asking, am I on the right track here? Mm -hmm. And there's a fine line in a way, because you don't want them to come back. They need clarification on every little thing and they are not independent and all that. But especially at the beginning of a PIP or a beginning of a turnaround, you want to be really clear. And then you can back off a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you ask the same question every week, you're going to get dinged for it. But ask Mm -hmm. it the first time to make sure you understand and check in in between. And at least they know you care. Yep. But I hate to say this, but also read the room. If you can just tell that this person hates your guts... You're never going to succeed. I mean, I hate to say that, but it's true. It's a whole other episode. It's a whole other episode. But if you, if you can tell that you're a boss, no matter what you do, you're never going to be good enough. It's time to get yourself into a situation that's going to be a better fit for you. Try to make the decision before it's made for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that could just be another group. I mean, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a giant move, but. I think that is another episode for sure. Mm -hmm. But the point of this conversation is around CYA, clarify, yep, and make sure you're on the right track and ask for feedback. So bottom line, your job is to be transparent. And sometimes you need a plan to be that way. So hopefully we gave you a few things to think about today. Yes. But if you have questions or if you want live coaching, we are here. And you can always email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. And we would love to talk through some of this stuff with you, either from a manager or a managee. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. This is Real Job Talk, a podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and real job talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at realjobtalk. And on Instagram and Facebook at realjobtalkshow. My name is Kat Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at dailycat. And on LinkedIn, you can find me via Kathleen Nelson Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm at Liz Beeks and Salt. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson. Real Job Talk is a Tech Reckoning production. Our producer is John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And we're here by the water cooler waiting to talk with you. <laughs>